Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to 4 Geeks by Geeks, the place where geeks come to geek out. As always, I am Bozer, and this is your Monday Night Geek Out Sesh. Thank you, Alec, for gifting the sub. Oh, no, it's your own sub. You are subscribed. I'm just not used to you subbing yourself, just you doling out the gift subs. Thank you so much for that sub, as always, Alec. Speaking of, Alec, make sure you come back next week for his birthday stream with me. His Geek Out Sesh right here. He's turning 21, and we'll be drinking on stream together. But anyway, um, we are here tonight. It's our Geek Out Sesh, and if this is your very first Geek Out Sesh, welcome. We love you. And whether you're watching this back on YouTube after the fact... Or listening to it on podcast. Uh, be sure to stop by anytime on a Monday night, 8.30 Eastern Standard, here live on Twitch. Where you can join in the conversation and meet my guests and talk about these delicious topics together. So we can just geek out loud. Uh, but Alec is here, Baff is here, Kloons is here. If you're in the chat, let me hear you sound off. I want to know who we're hanging out with tonight. Uh, but... If you haven't already, make sure you use that command, Q-O-T-D, where I want to know, the question of the day is, have you ever had a paranormal experience? And that could be a ghost sighting, that could be you've seen Bigfoot, that could be you were abducted and probed vigorously by aliens. Um, I want to know. Um, because that's what we're talking all about tonight, is cryptids and ghosts and UFOs and... My guest is somebody that you probably know very well, but also you may not know that he's actually very, very passionate about this topic and is cooking up a very special project regarding it. So stick around, hang out with us, and then at the end of the stream, we'll be playing Think It or Drink It, and I'm going to test his knowledge of cryptids and see if he can decipher which are real and which are fake. And if he's right, I drink, and if he's wrong, he drinks. So... Let's see who can uh, walk out of here at the end of the day. But I want to get this thing going. I want to welcome him in. Keep those paranormal stories coming if you get them. But please give it up for the man that you all love and know very well. He is a legend. He is a dear, dear friend of mine. And I am honored to have him on the FGBG team. Give it up for Hey everybody! He, he fun fact when something. I fun fact uh, the first time I saw Bozer as an adult again, I went into his home and he introduced himself to me uh, as he was meeting <laughs> me for the first time. Even though at that point I've known him for close to thirteen years. Listen, listen, a lot had happened in those thirteen years, and I didn't want to be rude and act like you were supposed to know me that was just, me extending the chance for you to just reminded me i'm a forgettable human being yeah there you go that's the moral of the story <laughs> dude how you doing i'm good man how you doing i'm doing great i just love that it's just me and you hanging out tonight yeah um, it's not much different than most of our days so i know so Apologies, all of us, for getting off track immediately. And if you've only tuned into a Geek Out session in the past and you don't know who this handsome man is, he is part of the FGBG crew and he paints minis and chats out with you every Wednesday night. And he's also part 
of our ongoing tabletop RPG campaign. This time he's a player. The last one he's the DM, and the next one he will be the DM. Which I wrong? Think... I'll be the MC, the master of ceremonies. Oh, because we're not playing D and D. Correct. We're what? playing City of Mist. <gasps> And that's actually going to tie in really well with what we're talking about tonight. So we've got a lot to unveil and a lot to discuss, but uh, I want you at home to join in the conversation. So if you hear something you've never heard of, let me tell you, let me hear it. If you know something more than we are saying, share it. This is going to be a really cool discussion tonight. Um, Yes, Alec, I am simping over tea only and always. And I mean, look at me. Who doesn't? Duh. And Alex says, can you go over what, how you guys met up last week? What? How we met up last oh, week? Oh, when I was in town for work and we got a drink together. Oh, yeah. Because we hang out all the time, but like this. All the time. We never get to actually sit down shoulder to shoulder at a bar rail and have a drink. I don't go to bar rails often, so you should feel very special. I, I feel very special. Anytime guy often wants to go to bar rails, and I'm like, mm, or we could stay home. Boo hiss. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Didn't you have fun there, Lucas? He's <laughs> never going to let us live Someone's that down. Someone's bitter. Hey, next time. Next time. We had a lot of personal things to discuss. You just unveiled our secret rendezvous that we've been planning. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Love you, Lucas. Cheers to you, Lucas. But, T, we're talking about cryptids, talking about Bigfoot, talking we about are. Nessie, talking about all those great things. Um, for those at home that have never heard that word cryptid, like I hadn't before I met you, what is a cryptid? I'm going to be honest. I don't know what the technical definition of a cryptid is, uh, but a cryptid is basically any unproven entity on any unproven being uh that people have some sort of belief and the biggest is being bigfoot uh sasquatch um it's basically anything that is supernatural but has some level of following to it uh so your biggest being mothman nessie and bigfoot uh because those are just kind of your cult classics yeah uh, but then you have everything from the jersey devil to the dog man to um now you're getting into the scp based ones where you have siren head uh yeah so it's kind of anything and anything and everything is more or less there's some topic of a cryptid behind it so as long as it hasn't been thoroughly proven but there is Correct. a lot of belief that it exists to at least yeah once it goes from if it, anything would ever become proven it's no longer a cryptid because then it has a scientific name that would be associated with it uh so it would just be a new species okay okay um which makes it a little bit of a gray area but i mean none of these have really ever been proven so which is just it baffles me like the whole idea that there can be something that believes to exist for this long and yet we can't prove it well that's honestly not too far from the truth because you gotta think rainforest wise we don't we haven't explored like 80 percent of it uh the ocean we haven't explored like 90 percent of it like there's so much of like earth we don't know about saying anything has been undiscovered is so far from the truth because a majority of things life on earth has not been discovered is that true yeah are you just making up these percentages nope. 
the percentages might be off, but it is very, very high. Like ocean wise, like we can't physically go past a certain point because there's too much pressure. Like uh, yeah. who, who's the director that went to the depths to find the Titanic? Um, James Cameron. James Cameron. Thank you. Uh, he's got record for being one of like the deepest um, divers. But even at the point he got to, he was they were getting so much pressure. If they went any further, they'd probably die because like yeah. the cat, the the ship itself was starting to like seize under the pressure of the depths that deep. And so we believe that life could actually live down there. Uh, not life in the sense of like. Because when you're getting into that the ocean, for example, when you're getting into yeah. that deep, like you're not gonna have anything with eyes because there's no light that deep, so they're not gonna have eyes because they don't need vision. That's true. They're existing on feeling as compared to sight, like the rest of us do. Okay, I do worry what's down there. Like when I, I remember reading about a giant octopus, and at the oh, those are absolutely real. At the time, I didn't think it was real, and I'm like, oh, like the kraken. I'm like, oh, that would be scary. And then I learned it fucking exists yes but would something that deep come up to the surface because wouldn't it have an opposite effect like we from the surface can't go down that deep so anything that thrives in that much pressure could it come up to the surface without dying i mean i don't see why not the only nothing is going to have a negative effect of having less pressure on it so like megalodon for example which people still believe lives deep 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 into the ocean if it comes higher into lesser pressure it's going to be able to move quicker because not as much force is being exerted on top of it but it's like physical anatomy would have built up like ways yeah of it's just going to make it tougher more than anything yeah yeah i just wonder i mean i i wonder from having absolutely zero <laughs> knowledge of biology science i can't count i can't math like i just oh learned... we know you can't math <laughs> oceana hello wonder Hey, Oceana, have you ever had a paranormal experience? I keep saying activity like the movie. Um, So we were talking about, we were defining what a cryptid is. And you mentioned some of the most common cryptids. You said Sasquatch, Loch Ness Monster, the Mothman. What were some other ones that are like the go-tos? All right, so I'm going to go through my list of research that I've done. Uh, So fun fact, I didn't know this until I was doing research for my project. Uh, Nessie... There's actually not only Nessie, there's other ones. There's Bessie and Tessie uh, in different parts of, uh, I think these are all, I think all three of those are technically continental United States, um, but they are believed to be the same species, just different parts of the country. Really? Yeah, so the- the uh, best monster in the the Loch Ness? Flesh pedestrians. (laughs) Ew. Get that word out of my mind. I don't like it. She couldn't remember. Sky couldn't remember the word skinwalker one day, and she was trying to describe them to somebody. And she's like, "You know, you know, flesh pedestrians." And that's kind of our house running joke now. <laughs> Sorry, Bessie and Tessie. Uh, Bessie, Tessie, uh, Champ is another one. Uh, then you've got in. Uh, so in the state of Indiana, uh, there's the Beast of Busco, which is a giant snapping turtle. How giant? Uh. Oh, we're talking like massive sea. Because you got to remember, like turtles, turtle? uh, more or less, yeah, because turtles, you got to think, were all, I think the biggest recorded turtle shell found was two and a half times the size of a six foot tall man. No so it was way. just 
the leather back of itself. There's a there's a photo of the shell itself and a man standing next to it. No it's way. about two and I'm a half this. of him. Yep. I'm finding this. We're gonna do a lot of he over here tonight. reading Wikipedia. Uh, technically, T is on his cryptids Google Doc for a project that I was working on. Largest turtle shell ever, ever found. Oh my god! Oh you. my god! You got to think everything on Earth is substantially larger than, like dinosaurs, for example, were massive compared to everything we are. Okay, we the species in a whole just got smaller as time has progressed. Is are you looking at Twitch T? Is this what uh, you're talking about? Which one? Um, boom, boom, this boom, is the boom, big boom. one. Oh, sorry, at Twitch. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that one. Holy shit! And uh, so, if you go down to that's actually the photo I was picturing in my head. Which one? Uh, the uh, so if you to the left side of your screen, uh, not the Google Quick Search, uh, but immediately to your left there. The skeletal looking oh, this turtle. Oh, yep. My God. Yeah. So everything has just gotten smaller as time has progressed because resources have lessened. And then obviously as everything evolves, everything is getting a lot more centralized. There's a better term for that, but. I'm not smart enough to talk science. So I'm here talking cryptids. Right. We don't have to use, use real facts. But there's believed to be a, a turtle like that size here in Indiana. Uh, so I think the when I was doing research on that one, I think the last sighting of it was in like late 1800s. Uh-huh. Um, so we're talking, and again, obviously, a lot of these expand into what a lot more because everything was spread by word of mouth. Um, so obviously, like, oh, man, it always starts like I caught it. 18 inch fish and actually they call it 12 inch fish the next thing you know i'm telling you this story i'm like man my buddy went fishing down the other day at the lake and he caught a 24 inch fish and it's going to start just snowballing getting bigger and bigger and bigger as time progresses because word about people are just unintentionally lie and then the next person just picks it up and runs with it so I have a question, but first let me catch up on some chat. Oceana said, a defined normal paranormal experience. I thought I saw someone come into my room and felt someone touch my hair. Terrifying. Only to find out it was my cousin's cat. So maybe a ghost cat. Little Rascal says, so the reason saturation diving exists for humans doesn't apply to creatures of the deep. Um, do you understand that? Qu- listen, t- don't listen to me. I'm an idiot. I am not a smart individual in the absolute slightest. I don't okay, really that's why I'm talking about cryptid, and I'm not noting anything scientific facts. I don't know how the depths work. I just hear things and reiterate to the best of my ability. Little rascal, ask that in a, a dumber way for us. Uh, alligator snapping turtles are huge too. Yeah, it's terrifying. Exactly. Some of these animals, like giant squid, giant turtles, are still giant. And so the idea that why shouldn't there be a giant shark? Why shouldn't there be a giant? brontosaurus in a lake um lucas says oklahoma i think has a giant octopus in its lake it does yep in its lake yes is it a salt lake i don't know i think i think i had it on this list i'm not sure if i still do clunes um haven't you ever heard of indiana beach proving once again there's more than corn in indiana (laughs) (laughs) um but my question is how much of that like playing telephone 
and lying and like I caught a fish this big, this big, this big. How much of, do you think that actually plays into like cryptozoology? I think I think some of them are a little more fictitious than other ones. Um, I I am I don't know if Bigfoot is still actively around, but I do think Bigfoot is just a descendant of Gigantopithecus, which is questioned to be uh, the missing link. Excuse um, me, I don't know science. Let me just throw out words <laughs> like Gigantopithecus. Giganthropithecus, which <laughs> is closest related ancestor, would have been the orangutan. Um, okay. But you got to think with how much evolution has taken place over the world, because um, at the same time you're having Giganthropithecus, uh, in Australia they actually found uh, remnants of what would be hobbits. Um, so you're actually seeing like half sized people that lived in the ground and had like intricate tunnels and like in ground enclosures that like at full height only existed to be around four and a half, maybe five feet tall. So while Homo sapiens sapiens is like the active dominating species walking around, there were still offshoots in one branch or another that had other things that just died off due to natural selection. Okay. I mean, so it's, it's a thought that this is possible. It's, it's just wild. Sorry. I'm trying to look at, thank you. Millennium Makunma for the follow oh millennium what's up buddy thanks for joining in man i really appreciate you um lucas says hobbits were slash are a real thing exactly says they proved that some nessie sightings are otters swimming in line that get distorted in view like a mirage on loch ness and then some of bigfoot sightings are bears too so they could be misidentified so unfortunately, a few days ago, there's actually a post circulating right now uh, that has a strong basis of what Nessie sightings actually were, really? uh, and they were actually whale penis. Excuse me. Yeah, I could actually. Uh, my friend Tasha actually sent us a text or sent me a text. Um, so it's pretty funny, but neat, neat. If you That's so, this would be. Yeah, so this would be what we all see is our Nessie sightings. And then you can tell a whale penis looks awfully a lot like what Nessie's head would look like. Well. If humans go from deeper sea to surface too quickly, they go boom. That is true. Yep. They get the bends. They get the bends. I knew that one. But I'm not going to lie. Seeing the whale penis thing circulating on Facebook, I definitely hurt my feelings because Nessie is one I hold dear and true to my heart. I'm like, I don't know why I believe in you, but I want to believe in you so wholeheartedly that I refuse to not. So that leads me to my next question. Where did this passion for cryptids first come from? Like, Where did you first get that main curiosity? Honestly, I think humans are just boring ass individuals to begin with. True, um, true. And it's always kind of been vampires and werewolves were always a big uh, interest to me because it's something supernatural. And those are also, once again, you're probably more, I guess, technically the most popular cryptids um, as compared to Nessie and Bigfoot. Sure. But vampires and werewolves don't get the same credit as cryptids because they're so pop culture centric. Um, and it just kind of always expanded from there because first it was vampires and werewolves. I'm like, oh, if those are things, then you expand into Bigfoot and Leshy and Frogmen. Um, and it's just kind of turned into a rabbit hole of just some cool shit that you can kind of learn about. And it kind of gives you a understanding of things that kind of happen through history and an understanding behind why 
certain things were believed in at like the kraken for example why that was mm -hmm. such a feared uh oceanic creature is because while a massive pirate ship may not have been able to be taken down by a giant squid giant squid can grow up to 30 feet tall or 30 feet in length so mm -hmm. if you get that on a lesser sized ship it could absolutely bring it down with it so basically the the love of cryptids came from the fact that it's more exciting than regular human exactly 100 percent. absolutely i get that because as a kid i used to fantasize about being like a monster hunter and i wanted to go squatching and i wanted to go find ufos yep. and ghosts because if those are real like if you can prove those are real it just opens up this whole mindset that there is so fucking much more in this exactly universe. and i grew up in a very religious um household so it's one of those things there's like god created everything mm -hmm. you're made in his image um and not to get just too holy on the channel because that's really not what we do um but it just kind of never sat right with me and there's all there's like this bitter part of me that got so indoctrinated that like part of me wants to be like i want you to be wrong not to like cripple your like faith system but to kind of help open the conversation of, hey, there is more than just whatever deity you may believe in. Sure, sure. Hi, Squishy. Squishy, hello. Thank you for joining. Dude, T, you're bringing uh, so in all the people. Uh, Millennium and Squishy are from uh, Decent. <gasps> uh, Decent Studios. Nice. You got some merch? I, I got some Decent Taste merch. Um, you guys. So if I you guys don't. I need these. I need Squishy and Millennium to know how often T talks about you guys, like all the time. He's just like, oh my god, they they're doing such great things and they're growing and they they're like great human beings. And I I have to. There's a point that I'm like, okay, shut up about decent. I know they're amazing. Okay, their com as much as I love their community, like their community is honest to god on par with ours. They're some of the most supporting and loving love individuals that. I've ever met. So have to show love to them. Good. Yeah. Yes, please go follow them so that T Don't worry. I'm going to get Job and Davey and everybody on the show at some point. Bozier's going to cave in He's to my annoyance. No, I'll gladly, gladly. We can all hang out together right here on a Monday night. Um, But I got off track. Oh, you're talking about God and how you grew up that way and i did yeah, too religion just know. always felt so confining yeah. and cryptids was a way to explore more in just more possibilities just more things totally. out there because uh, personally as a lot of you may already know um i kind of had my eyes opened it was like a few years ago where up until then i was like a devout christian believed in god all those things and then there was a big shift in my mindset in my life and so i don't really believe that anymore but I did find like exactly what you're saying that as soon as I allowed the idea that, okay, this isn't real, other things could be real because mm -hmm. like idea of God excludes Bigfoot, excludes evolutionary exactly. things. Yep. And so I got so excited. I was like, wait, could aliens be real? And now I'm all on this ship. Um, so do you have any personal theories about like, let's say Bigfoot or Nessie other than being a whale dick. <laughs> um, so there, 
I don't believe in the Hollow Earth theory, but it is one of my favorite theories of all time. And the concept of the Hollow Earth is that inside of our Earth, there is a smaller Earth. Uh, and so, like, the Earth's core would be another sun. And if you dig deep enough, everything kind of inverts itself and you're inside the, the inner Earth. Um, so the theory that involves Nessie for that one... Uh, is there's actually underwater waterways. Mm -hmm. And so that Nessie and Champ and Tessie and Bessie all still exist inside the Hollow Earth. And because there's still all of these underground waterways and they're sea creatures, they can travel around. And water is water. You can pop up anywhere there's an outsource. So all these settings like, oh, I saw Nessie here and I saw Nessie here. The two things can correlate together because mm -hmm. it's just an underwater waterway system. Kind of like what they what you saw in like the recent Godzilla versus Kong movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Journey to the center of the Earth is all kind of the same concept based around Admiral Byrd going through the North Pole and entering into the Hollow Earth through the Rainbow City and meeting the giants, telling him that if mankind doesn't change their ways, like it's going to kill themselves mm -hmm. and. That's a whole nother project I can go on to a tangent of. Is Crater Earth, like KJ Becker wow. says, is that the same thing as Hollow Earth? Uh, it, it's all going to be in, in the same little concept. Yeah. Everybody's kind of got their own little name for it. But the most wild thing about that is it's believed that Hitler still exists inside the Hollow Earth uh, because he's absolutely actually a reptilian man uh, who is one of the leading species inside the Hollow Earth. Okay, but you mentioned reptilians, and I'm a big fan of ancient aliens. <laughs> and that and show, it's another that that was one of those things that as soon as I was like okay maybe god's not real let me open up my eyes i was like give me ancient aliens <laughs> ancient aliens <laughs> i was going for the real truth you know <laughs> but little rascal made a good point the whale penis thing might apply to other sightings of sea creatures similar to nessie but it couldn't apply to loch ness sighting because the biggest mammals that have been spotted there are seals no whales equals no whale dicks to mistake as nessie <laughs> which means that sighting could still be legit. Thank you, little rascal. I need Nessie in my life. She brings me just a level of comfort that's needed in today's day and age. Little rascal, I didn't know you were so well-versed on whale dicks and where they should or shouldn't be. Um, No, but that's really interesting. Like, do you, gun to your head, do you believe in Hollow Earth? No. Um, I feel like we've... I feel like we've explored enough and we have the technology that some level of crossover would have occurred by now. Um, mm -hmm. We've we've dug a lot for people have believed this for fucking centuries. They've done the digging and we I believe we'd get more sightings of whale dick pro. Knew it. Um, no, it, it's one of those things that if I could choose anything to be real, it would be the Hollow Earth. Mm -hmm. um, just because it fills in my fascination of all these ancient lost cities, uh, El Dorado, Atlantis, everything that we'd been missing as a whole could still exist somewhere. It gives you hope for the fact that exactly there could be more. Than what we I, I'm more likely to believe in the hollow earth than I am to believe in heaven and hell. At this point, same. But Clunes had a good point earlier. He said, "You're the the god is could just be as real as any cryptid." 
Exactly. It's still and to clarify, if you are religious in chat, I'm not shitting on you by any means. Um, find whatever gives you comfort in the right. world because society is a shit show. So if something gives you peace, grab onto it. It's just not something that fit me personally. And I still have some bitterness about it. So sorry if I <laughs> seem one-sided because I am at this point. Um, um, do you have any, because we were talking about like the question of the day is, do you have any personal paranormal experiences? Do you have any personal experiences with Bigfoot or Nessie or even ghosts or UFOs? Uh, I do have one ghost experience. Um, okay. So when I was, I have had to have been five or six, and I've told this story so much, I don't know what is memory and what is the story you've told yourself. Oh my God, that's my whole damn life. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was my childhood home that I grew up in. I, I had my buddy Kyle over for a sleepover one night, and for some reason we went downstairs, and it was the middle of the night, Um and as we were coming down the stairs, we were sitting in our main dining room playing, and it was like two o'clock in the morning. Uh, and we both turned and saw a fem like a, a ghost walking down our steps. And it always made sense to me because in our home, this part I don't I don't remember if it was a suicide or if there was a murder in the home. Um, but a woman's body was actually found in our attic. And no so, shit. again, I don't know if this is, like, something, like, I've just told the story enough, like, this, the, the, the facts have been manipulated. Yeah. Um, I, but I vividly remember just, I, it's been it's one of, like, my, my core memories of just seeing this elderly woman in, like, a long nightgown just walking down the stairs. And before she got to the bottom step, she just dissipated. And do you vividly remember this? I vividly remember just a female ghost just walking down the stairs. I don't remember anything else about that night, but that is just of my childhood is one of the most core memories I've got. That's wild. But outside of that, never had a ghost experience after that ever again. I had gone ghost hunting so many times in my life because like I said, I all I just want it to be real so much. And little rascal, tell us your haunted soda shop story. I want to hear it. Um, haunted soda shop. I dig it. But, like, in college, the closest thing I ever got to, because I went to college in Illinois, out by Chicago, and it's there's some of the most haunted places in the U.S. in that area. Like, the Bachelor Grove Cemetery is this most terrifying, shoddy, tiny cemetery where there's this one grave and people leave doll heads around it, which is just terrifying see, to Nope, see. don't do doll heads. Um, but the only real thing that i've ever got was uh, a couple friends and i were ghost hunting in a theater and we had like a voice recorder and so we put it down on this on the stage and we were going out around there you go shout out decent takes um and you could tell that no one was near the recorder because you could hear us elsewhere but we didn't see anything that whole time we were there for maybe an hour and a half or so and at the end, we grab the recorder and then we go to like the cafeteria just to like listen to it. We scroll through. We aren't hearing anything until you get to a point and it's like static. And in between the static, no shit, I heard this. And it was also heard after we took it to a dorm room with 13 other people, plugged it into a stereo system, and they all heard the same thing. It was like, what do you boys want? Why are you here? No shit. It's real. 
I, I've just in like the science aspect of the paranormal. I I believe in it in some level because energy can't be destroyed. Yes. So what like I believe in some level of spirit or a soul or whatever aspect of that would be like that can't just be nowhere. So on some level, like I do believe that the energy of anything can still exist because it can't just not exist. So if energy is molecules just moving really fast and colliding, monkeys type enough letters, they end up writing a book. So how, how is that any different than ghosts possibly being real? Yeah, like none of this is, I think, outside the realm of possibilities at this point. Oh, for sure haunting some people when I die. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Welcome. If we hadn't said hi to you in the chat, say hello again. Hi. Welcome back. Um, we're talking about cryptids and ghosts and UFOs. What about – what's your take on UFOs then? Um, aliens I absolutely believe in. Um, the universe is far too vast yes. um, and ever-expanding. And I'm not – I'm, I'm an egotistical individual. I'm not egocentric enough to believe we are the only intellectual beings in all – time space and everything beyond there's no How physical way in hell this place is huge and it's getting exactly. bigger every minute what are the chances what are the chances now ask, yeah. ask bozer from six years ago he's going to tell you a very good chance <laughs> it's, it's one of those things it's it doesn't make sense to believe that of all things we were we're it like because we're a fucking mess yeah. And you're telling me this of what all ones and zeros and random combination of things correlated to being like the only possibility in all of everything? Yeah. <laughs> Someone keeps casting a shadow behind Bozer just walking past the light. Um, <laughs> is this a bad time to tell you that I'm completely fucking alone? Is it my own <laughs> hand? Is it this? Is this what you see? Um... I'm going to wet my pants down here. I've never seen a ghost in this house until tonight. Thanks, chat. Um, No, I'm with you. Like That's why the whole reptilian, I think they came here. <laughs> <laughs> he came here soon. They came here sooner, and they gave us all the technology, and they live in the center of the earth. And uh, So that's uh, kind of just looping back into the hollow earth theory. Uh, that is one of the theories is uh, the gray aliens – uh, actually made it or used science and all their futuristic mumbo jumbo uh, and mixed with the monkeys and apes that were existing on the planet and then we were the outcome uh, and then the gray aliens went into the hollow earth to simply observe us and the outcomes and aftermaths of it to see what their science experiment would turn into i could see that i just i just need job is going in right now <laughs> I just need proof. I just need something. Who's Honestly, I, I've had this conversation with Sky a few times because uh, I've always uh, also kind of dealt with, like, is reincarnation a real thing? Um, yeah. And if it is, like, I don't want it to be. Like, I want there to be some sentient being at the end. Like, hey, do you want to go back or do you just want to know everything? Because, like, I'm 100% all in. Like, I want to know the secrets of the universe from beginning to end. I want to know who made the pyramids. I want to know all of it. I'm good. I've I've did my existence here. Let me know on the secrets of it all. I want to know who killed JFK. I want to know the ins and outs of what makes us all tick. Who was right? Who was wrong? 
that's supposing reincarnation that you get is that real. Choice. The next to me is fuck facts. I don't need that karma fucking rolling over. <laughs> I I would be. I've wasted the small brain that I have, so the next brain's going to be even more useless to me. But for those of you that don't know, T has been so uh, excited about cryptids for such a long time that it is coming to a head in this really cool project that most of you probably don't even know he's currently working on and has been working on for a while. And I got yep. a first glimpse at the first bit of it, and I got really excited the fact that I could see this being a thing. So do you want to tell them about your super secret project you've been working on? Yeah, so um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I can't have it both ways. Um, I am a, a writer, I guess. I don't. Sky likes to remind me I can't call myself a writer because I don't finish projects. I just start a lot of them. That's a writer. It's <laughs> 100% a writer. Um, I love, like, we've made it very clear. I've always loved anything past. John, hello. Hey, John. Uh, I've always loved everything past um, what humanity is as a whole and i've always wanted to have my own superhero team um but basically superhero wise everything's been created up to this point feels like it and like clunes just said i have no imagination so i'm not going to come up with anything else so i came up with the idea of a i love the idea of cryptids existing and being forced to interact in modern society as is and I grew up reading a book series called uh, Maximum Ride. Uh, and it's about uh, the school system that takes uh, these orphan kids and mixes them with avian DNA. So they uh, grow wings, they fly around, they get their own supernatural abilities. Um, and that's kind of been the basis of what this story is. And it's based around four individuals um, who are chosen by mother nature herself to become like the next creator or like the next protectors of um the world and everything in it because mankind uh gave up on the balance of advancement in nature and now they're just too greedy so mother nature sent out um the spirits of herself which being the cryptids um and in taking over some college students because we all love the idea of college students being able to deal with growing up and then having new shit to deal with and supernatural shit to deal with. So there's four heroes. Uh, you've got a Momo, you've got a Leshy, you've got a Bunyip, and you've got the Akarokoromoa, uh, which is a Japanese um, octopus lady. Um, so, yeah, the idea is uh, just four individuals who take on supernatural cryptid abilities and they now have to protect the world from an evil scientist who wants to just become God himself. Okay, I need you to backtrack a little bit on some of those terms, but that's I've always thought this is such a cool thing. And I need to echo John when he says you are a writer T by the unfinished logic. I'm not a crocheter then. <laughs> You don't want to know how many half-finished scarves and hats are scattered around. It's all progress towards something. Um, yeah, you confuse the Bozer with all these terms that I've never heard of. And the fact that that just, like, rolled off your mouth like you were speaking the alphabet is incredible to me. So I did a metric fuck ton of research on the cryptids I wanted to be our heroes. Okay. Um, I didn't want to go cliches. 
Um, I didn't want your Nessies. I didn't want your Bigfoots. I didn't want your Mothman. I kind of wanted to go a little bit deeper uh, to force people to do a little bit more education or more reading on their side. Uh, what the hell is he talking about? What is this creature? I want to learn more about this. Again, just to kind of broaden your horizons. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the main character uh, is a girl by the name of uh, Sophia Petrov. Uh, and she actually uh, encompasses the Leshy, which, which is a technically, uh, so technically speaking, in the lore, it's a male forest spirit. Uh, but like just TDLR, it's a Slavic spirit that protects the uh, wild animals and forests. It's a shapeshifter and can adjust from the size of a blade of grass to a large tree. Uh, it has bear and wolf companions, uh, but it's just a giant. Uh, so the top left is the one you're actually looking for for what a leshy would generically be. Okay. Uh, that image is more a Wendigo, uh, a Wendigo, which is a whole nother cryptid in itself. Uh, but yeah, this is a Slavic cryptid. Um, he's, uh, some worship him as a deity, uh, some it's just a, a forest spirit, like a nymph or a fairy, uh, and it's, it's protector of the woods. And, like, this is a Leshy in, like, the Witcher series, in a way. I don't, yes, I yep. don't, I don't know that people would say that that's exactly accurate, but that might be something that you might have seen if you've been watching the Witcher. Okay, so the main character is a Leshy, basically a forest. Is a Leshy, yep. She's going to okay. be the leader of their group. Okay. And what are the other uh, ones? So, you said? The, so then uh, you have Mai Sato, and she accompanies, accompany, or like embodies the uh, Akaro Kumai. Uh, so it's A K K O R O K A M U I. Oh my god. And that is a gigantic human octopus monster from a new and Shinto folklore. Uh, lurks in the Funka Bay, uh, Hokkaido, Japan. Uh, creature is believed to be 120 meters in length and red in color, likened to the color of the reflection of the setting sun upon water. Uh, has the ability to self-amputate uh, and regenerate limbs. Amongst its followers, it's believed offerings will allow healing upon them. I'm really terrified what if I keep scrolling what I'm going to find. <laughs> uh, no, this one doesn't have a whole – there's not a lot of NSFW for this creature. No. Okay, good. Um, and that's the other thing I really wanted to do. I the word was really, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to open the horizons to, uh, one, broaden my knowledge of cryptids and actually go worldwide in my research. Uh -huh. uh, so like I said, the Leshy is Slavic. Uh, this creature is Japanese, so I really wanted to, again, anybody that would view this or read this script or whatever this project turns into, uh, to allow them to kind of explore more of what the world has to offer to them. Okay. And So then, after the that, uh, then we have um, Ogichada Wolfheart, which is a Native American based around uh, my better half behind me. I'm going to butcher the spelling. There oh, no. So that's the character's name. I apologize. Oh, okay. God. Uh, <laughs> God. Uh, so he is just uh, – I didn't want to go too cliche, uh, but I made him just a werewolf because I believed you needed um, a well-known cryptid that people can relate to. Um, so he is going to be in the lore the first – 
So kind of kind of backstory to the, the concept of itself is all over the world there are uh, gardens of Eden, which are uh, pure points of nat uh, natural power where Mother Nature exists in herself. Um, and in each of these gardens, you're going to have one protector, one guardian. Um, and so our werewolf, our Native American creature here, or individual here, is going to be the elder that's going to educate all of these new guardians as they are being brought up into uh, their new life. Originally, uh, he was actually going to be a skinwalker, uh, but skinwalkers are... Um, in lore and myth themselves just known to be evil entities oh, okay. uh, and sky and actually had a long conversation about whether i can take artistic liberties um to help expand the lore on creatures uh without taking away from the lore in itself and we kind of decided skinwalkers are just bad fucking individuals and you really shouldn't try to put like a positive light on them uh so i switched the kind of go over to werewolf so you have a cryptid that people can relate to um and it's a little bit of a ah i don't know anything about these but i know about this creature so it's going to be a little bit easier for me to stick around for this yeah something to anchor the the reader or a name yeah. Remus Lupin. Yes. Thank you. Clues. <laughs> uh, and then finally we have Jared Ricky, uh, which is named uh, directly after uh, a buddy I lost last year. Jared rest in peace, brother. Um, he uh, takes on the Bunyip, uh, which is a Australian folklore. Uh, so it's a tale from Aboriginal Australians. It lives in swamps, uh, billabongs, creeks, and riverbeds, and waterholes. Uh, and Wimba Wimba, Binyup means devil or evil spirit. Uh, it loves eating children, unites characteristics of bird and alligator. Um, just this massive uh, sea creature. It's like a hippo mixed with a tiger. An otter mixed, <laughs> mixed with, oh my god. And he loves to eat children, and this is the hero of your story. Uh, yeah. Oh, so cool. I can, and I'm a I'm a big proponent of. I don't like when things are naturally good or naturally evil. Evil. Uh, evil. There's. I don't like when things are black and white. I like blending the the concept and society as a whole because if you view it like, oh, this thing can only be evil, you're really limiting any type of growth that can come from a character or a concept. So. To push you on that, why why did that stop mm -hmm. at Skinwalker then? Um, that was one because I am a white man and I am already taking from a bunch of different cultures and things that really I don't have the right to be expanding and exploring upon. Um, and I have somebody personally close in my life that I can kind of lean on and the Native American aspect where I still want to show respect in sure. offering um, more viewpoint into these these different folklores while still being respectful to it. Okay. And it's just one of those things like you could – because going the Skinwalker route, I was still going to have him play the good and evil route. He was going to be an antihero. Mm -hmm. um, and then still at the end of it, that'd still be playing into too much of that evil concept being such a strong um, grasp of this character. It kind of defeats the purpose. Okay. No, that, that makes sense. It's out of respect and you want to do it justice. Exactly. Um, so then what's the goal here? Like what do you want this to be a book do you want it to be a series do you want it to be 
So I originally was writing it as a live action. Um, okay. But the I was as I was working on it the other day, I live action I think limits myself as a writer because I write a bunch of these scenes and I get caught up in my head. I'm like, can this be done? Yes, but it costs millions of dollars for this one thing. And that's going to stop a lot of possibilities from occurring to itself. Mm -hmm. um, so ideally, I'm going to end up doing this as an animation uh, show uh, to kind of really broaden on the possibilities of uh, these four heroes starting off in what this first season will be is just saving their hometown. Um, and because Mother Nature itself is dying, which is just an allegory of kind of what's going on in the world today, mm -hmm. uh, their the goal of the series in a whole is going to be them traveling around the world and protecting all of these gardens of Eden uh, while coming across different folklores and cryptids along the way, kind of uh, teaching them new things and then teaching the, the viewer and educating them about things that they may or may not have known about. So it gets to highlight new cryptids and educate mm -hmm. about cryptids, but also tell this amazing, cool story that yep. comes out of your big brain. Yep. How long have you wanted to do something like this? Um, this project I've only been working on for six-ish months. Um, I've been writing these these massive epics as long as I can remember. Well, I mean, that even came into play with our D&D session that you homebrewed and yeah. DM'd was that was born from the story that you had that you just needed to see come to fruition. Yep. You just have are so full of stories. That's what I've always admired about you. And even when you don't feel like creating, don't feel like writing, they can't help but crawl themselves out of you somehow. And you allow them to. So I've always admired that a lot about you. And it's one of those things, and I'm not even 100% sure if uh, how I'm writing this is um ideal for the way the story can be told mm -hmm. uh because at the end of the day i'm really falling more and more in love with tabletop rpgs um that i'm kind of viewing a lot of these stories that i've been working on and not kind of finishing because the medium may or may not be correct and writing by yourself um is is not something that i um directly enjoy as a whole mm -hmm. i love just collaborative process and allowing a project to bloom to its full height based around other people's involvements. Because why I might think something's a good idea, just this project alone, I shot it off to you and Jeff said so both of you came back like, hey, what if you do this? What if you do this? Cut this, add this, expand this. And that alone changed the concept of the story from an okay story to, oh, this has so much more potential because I've got these guys already chiming in. And so, like you mentioned with Kingdom Come, um, I'm running that again for a new group of people, and I'm going to see kind of how they take the story, where they go with it, and eventually I'm going to turn that into a module in itself, and then okay. if all goes well, I get to turn around and sell that to people and let them go off and play in Maliviant and Maliviant, whatever yeah. the hell this town Maliviant. was it called Maliviant? Yeah, the I continent? Fucking the yeah. volcano um, Maliviant, yeah. Yeah, and so that and that's the concept. And this might be one of those things. Uh, this might not be the best medium of it being a live action or a movie or an animated show. Uh, you've got tabletop RPGs such as Monster of the Week, uh, which could be a much better fitting for me to try to tell this story is set up the bones and allow interactable characters to come through and add their own cryptid that they want 
and take this story and run off and do their own thing with it. Well, I, I'm definitely really excited to see what happens to it. And I'm going to keep encouraging you to keep going and keep writing, even if it ends up being a better module or being a better just book in and of itself. And if all of you want to keep following along that story, then make sure you join the discord where uh, he, he posts about this stuff all the time, but you just never see it because you're not part of the discord. So if you want to, if you're excited about this, if you want to be part of that conversation, if you potentially want to have something bounced off you someday and have a major change, you want a character based around you. There you go. Um, Cause I really enjoyed the initial reading and I saw a lot of potential in it and especially how excited you got about it. It just helped me envision what it could be. And so I'm really hoping this happens. Like do you have, yeah, a... it's one that go ahead. I'm sorry. No, please you. Oh, I was just going to say, it's one of those stories that it took me a long time to actually put pen to paper, but yeah. um, I've got just on my desk alone is three journals with story ideas and it's random things that come to mind, but there may not necessarily be stories that are to be told. Um, but this is one that's kind of been on my mind for years. So like, I know it's a story I need to tell. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of turning it into the story to tell. It's almost like that, that thing that is nagging at your brain yep. for that long. It needs to come out. Do you have like exactly. a goal? Like, a timeline by this date in this year that I have this much accomplished or. Um, so not to fucking self promote my birthday on Wednesday, I've had um, a, a real internal crisis with myself. Um, I turned 27 this week and every year I've kind of, cause not to get too depressing. I never, I didn't plan on being alive this late in my life. I don't have goals as an adult. So kind of, Anytime I write a project, I'm like, I'm going to have this project finished by X date, um, and I'm going to then start on this project. And it does nothing but sets myself up for disappointment. Um, so I don't actually have goals. I know I want it to be a thing. But every time I inevitably put a date on myself, I put myself in such a time crunch box. I pressure myself to the point i can't write and then nothing gets concluded yeah. um so i'm going to tell myself it's going to get done could be this year could be five years from now um the story is still growing as a whole so i know it's a story to be told i don't know as a whole what the story is yet though yeah i i'm i know that you're not alone in feeling like once you put a date on it then you're just going to miss it and be pissed and hate yourself for exactly. missing. I've, that's the same reason why shout I out just, Facebook memories for constantly making me feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, thanks. Shout out to Facebook for making all of us just feel like shit constantly. Um, sorry, sorry. Meta. Fuck you. Meta. <laughs> so if, if you have ever felt that, let us know because I, I do that just in my own life. Like I don't ever want to, I don't have a five-year goal. I never have a 10 year goal because that feels like it's limiting me, and then it feels if I miss it, then I hate myself. So I just react. Honestly, I know it can be a beneficial thing. Yeah. Um, it's just not something I've ever been good at. I put stories to paper, but putting goals and aspirations to paper has never been something I've kind of gotten around to teaching myself or being a big component of in my life. Um, if I want something, I do it. And it's kind of as simple as that is my, is my mental thought process behind it all. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I like that. That's the way I live. And Hey, it's T's birthday in two days. So make sure that you 
go wish him a very happy birthday on Wednesday. And you can do that through our Instagram, through Twitter. Um, T might want to reset his mic, they say, or it's just my, it's just my shitty setup. <laughs> One of those two options. Four Geeks by Geeks, always offering technical difficulties. Buy our merch. Boom, watch where this. We have some. Why are you promoting our Twitter like anybody uses it? Because, you know, if, if people popped off, then we would use it more, I guess. I don't know. Twitter's dead. Let's just call it what it is. Um, there you go. There's but thank the you. Thank you. Um, but you were talking about tabletop really quickly because I want to get to our game. But okay. um, this story of people fighting against cryptids and, and becoming cryptids themselves, having some mythological powers and and fighting this large corporation is kind of where we're going in our next main D&D, but not D&D, yes. campaign. No. I, uh, I've spent a lot of money on this next TTRPG uh, because I just support this company as a whole. Uh, so shout out Son of Oak to begin with. Okay. Uh, but the next game we are playing is called City of Mist. It is, first and foremost, some of the most incredible art I've ever seen in my life. Love it. Uh, but City of Mist is ordinary people with extraordinary powers. Um, in D&D, as I've always told you, the only limitation is uh, your own creativity. Um, when you created Bowser, uh, uh, Balor. Balor, thank you. Um, you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, literally, you can do anything you want. Uh, and I manipulate the rules around that. Uh, City of Mist is a, we're telling a collaborative story together. Uh, we're creating a graphic novel as the, the, the concept of the TTRPG tells itself. Um, so we are going to more or less just be a writer circle. And we're going to create a story, and you guys are going to inter or you guys are telling this story, and I'm going to interact based off reactions around that. Um, but the story that I've partially written is going to be the city of Pandora, which is the city that never sleeps, not because it uh, won't, is because it can't. Uh, Pandora is a Pandora's box, quite literally through and through. Um, it's going to be a mix of pop culture and folklore and a SCP foundation. Uh, the concept originally came around going, uh, you guys becoming a part of the SCP foundation. Um, if you guys don't know what that is, um, that's a large rabbit hole. We're not going to go down at this point in time, Google but if you it. talk to me on discord, I'll tell you all about it. There you go. Uh, the SCP foundation is an organization that hunts down cryptids and ancient aliens and all, uh, it's a lot to it. Uh, but City of Mist is we're going to have our, our heroes coming around and they're going to be embodying any pop culture individual from Thor to Scooby-Doo to Hercules to Bigfoot himself. Uh, you guys are going to be the heroes of this new tale. I And then I'm what. I'm seeing that we are lagging. Like, what the I, hell? You are physically lagging. So are you. All right, we're back. Now T's streaming. But hey, it doesn't... Oh, nope. We're minimizing a little bit. Now I'm a little bit closer. All right, cool. Now we can at least finish the show. Oh, my God. Welcome so to 4Geeks by Geeks, where we offer technical difficulties.
Oh my god. What can you see if I share my the um, I have a PowerPoint for the game. I'm so ashamed. I can't even run my own show. I can't without help. So what I need you, you guys need to, to do, yeah. uh, we're going to do a subathon soon. Uh, we're going to ask for donations and we're going to try to get Bozer a new computer. I, I love this show, but it's becoming a point where it's become such an issue. I can't do the show like this anymore. I can't do this to you and I can't do this to the people that have come on the show. Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All I can be is sorry. Plus note, our viewers expect this. Uh, decent viewers, I tell you this is not what we're like on a regular basis, but I would be lying to your face. It is. It so is. Clune said only as long as we do it NPR style. What's NPR style? I don't know. It sounds like old white people, if you ask me. And what's snacking for like a week? Um, if I share this, are you able to show this as well? Uh, I would have to. Yeah, I would just view it. Think it or drink it. Cryptid edition. Yeah. Okay, we have a thing. We have a game. So we're going to end the stream with a game tonight, as we always do on a 4 Geeks by Geeks Geek Out sesh when, you know, we can get to it and technology doesn't just tear my ass up but literally um, just bozers though nobody else in four geeks by geeks has these issues yes yeah, seriously it's just me because i'm asking a lot of this i thought super smart machine in front of me but apparently it's not that super smart um but anyway we are going to play think it or drink it a cryptid edition so i have put together a list of a few different cryptids and it's up to t to decide whether they are that's correct, me meaning they have been chronicled as a real sighting or documented in some way or whether i completely made it up out of my butt and i will be drinking bud light to seltzer sour bud light if you want to give us that sponsorship we'll just take a computer and i'll drink these on every stream and i'll be drinking old forester oceana yes we're back we're back we're back i wonder if i can pull up i want to at least pull up twitch chat so i can see you should do that on your phone Oh, that's a great idea. Great idea. <laughs> Let's do that. We're so ghetto here. I can't even. <laughs> but we're finishing the show. But Man, finishing. technology really just took this great episode we had. And you're like, nah, you don't need the podcast. You don't need the YouTube. Because <laughs> no. I know full damn well right your computer did not save that recording. <laughs> Well, it's Twitch did, though. That's true. That's true. Well, the tech difficulties gave me the opportunity to get laundry in the washer. You're welcome, John. We did that all for you. There you go. This actually was an elaborate scheme for you to get washed and for me to pee. All right. But let's play Think It or Drink It, Cryptid Edition. Okay, so first off, cryptid number one. In 1887, in Wexford County, Michigan, the creature is described as a seven-foot-tall, amber-eyed, bipedal canine-like animal with a torso of a man and a fearsome howl that sounds like a human scream. Real or fake? Mm, I'm going to go with... That would be Dog Man. So I'm going to go, that's real. Real? You say it's Dog Man? Yep. Meaning the Michigan Dog Man? <laughs> yep. 
Nice. See, you mentioned that even in like the very intro of the game or the, the stream earlier. And I was like, oh, shit. It's <laughs> I'm drinking. Cheers. <laughs> um, for those who don't know about Dogman, can you tell us any more about Dogman? Uh, I don't know a whole lot about the Michigan Dogman, unfortunately. Um, you might be. Well, we've got Clunes here is pretty quick with his answer. Uh, we can ask our residential expert. What do you know about the Michigan dog man? Just kidding. Our residential expert ain't got shit. Well, I have some information that I have in front of me. Hit us with it. Accurate, but it says that the history of the creature was unknown to most of the modern world until very late in the 20th century. It is said to have been stalking the area around the Manistee River since the days when the Adwa... The Ottawa tribes lived there. Authentic sources for sightings made prior to 1987, however, have been have never been documented documented beyond Steve Cook's song discussed below. And the Steve Cook song is in 1987. A disc jockey, Steve Cook, in Traverse City, Michigan, recorded a song titled The Legend, which he initially played as an April Fool's Day joke. He based the songs on myths and legends around North America and never heard of an actual Michigan dogman at the time of the recording. And he completely made it up, but still created a song about the Michigan dogman. Nice. Um, okay. So one point to you. I'm drinking. Boom. I'll do one more for good measure. <laughs> All right. Number two. 1972, at 1 a.m., an animal was spotted and described as 3 to 4 feet long and about 50 to 75 pounds. This is Frogman. The person reported spotting the animal crouched like a frog before it momentarily stood erect (laughs) erect, (laughs) to climb over the guardrail and back down towards the river. Uh, You said it was what? That's real. That's Frogman. You mean the Loveland Frog? frog Yep, out of Ohio. Dude, he's got me again. <laughs> these are I did these easier to hard, so I was expecting you might get some of these. I gotta start off strong. We'll see what happens after that. But for those who don't know, it's the the Ohio folklore, the Loveland Frog, also known as the Loveland Frog Man or Loveland Lizard, is a legendary humanoid frog described as standing roughly to four to four feet tall, uh, allegedly spotted in Loveland, Ohio. Um, It gained a renewed attention in 1972 when a Loveland police officer reported to a colleague that he had seen an animal consistent with descriptions of a frogman. After purported sightings in 2016, the second officer called a news station to report that he had shot and killed the same creature some weeks after the 1972 incident and identified it as a large iguana that was missing its tail. Oofs. Do you believe this? Is this like... Do you believe there's a frog iguana creature wandering around Ohio? Um, I, so, I mean, that would be leaning towards just like the reptilian folk, um, which don't have a large number of sightings um, as they used to. So I would mm-hmm. say a large frog would be feasible, um, but uh, this one's just definitely not as popular. I mean, it's not out killing people. It's just and out I'm there living to- its best life. Yeah. And apologies for butchering all of my pronunciations forever. Please don't cancel the stream. <laughs> all right. Did I drink for that one? No, I don't think I did. Nope, not yet. 
Let's watch Bozer's face get flushed. All right, ready for the next one? Yep. Real or fake? Georgia, June 1967. A woman named Carol Peters called the police stating that there was a creature attempting to enter her front door with, quote, too many damn hands and won't stop shrieking. Upon the authority, the authorities' arrival, there was found evidence of a scorch mark 20 feet in diameter, no less than 300 yards away in her backyard. So this just sounds like it's going to be an alien. Um, however, statistically, I'm going to go with this one's a fake because I don't think you're going to go real, real, real. I think this one's going to be real, real fake. So you're basing this just based off of the statistics of it all? Yeah, but also at the same time, this more seems like an alien sighting as compared to a cryptid sighting. Uh, but the details in itself don't jump out to anything in particular for me. Well, you should trust your instincts because, no, I wouldn't do three real. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I I was this close. I was like, what if they're just all real? <laughs> and then he's going to think, well, some of these have to be fake. But I couldn't help myself. I needed to make some shit up. John says, as long as a giant humanoid frog is living its own life and not eating people, I'll let it as long as it stays <laughs> far away from me. Yeah. All right. That was... It was the too many damn hands. It was too generic. There wasn't enough detail for it to, like, indicate something. It might sound real. All right, we're three and oh. Three and oh. I can't stump him, guys. Okay, number four. I don't even know how many of the year there are. Real or fake? In the 17th century, a gravestone in Ireland of a woman states... She was killed by a creature resembling an otter, but said to be about five times as large, perhaps 10 to 15 feet, with a white pelt, black ear tips, and a black cross on its back. Mm. So I'm going to go with this one's real. I'm going to go. It's giving me bunyip vibes, but I'm not too sure if that one's it because you didn't reference it earlier when I mentioned it. But I'm going to go with this one being real. Um, Actually, when you said bunyip, and then I looked it up. I said, oh, wow, that actually sounds a lot like. <laughs> oh, that is one I've actually got in my Google list, too. Yep. Is it? Yep. I liked in the description. It said an extremely large otter like carnivorous creature. Yep. And what? Let me let me read this other description. It's weird. Um, the Dobar Chew is a water dog or water hound or king otter is a creature of Irish folklore. It resembles both dog and otter, though sometimes it's described as half dog, half fish. Giant it, danger noodle. It lives in water and has fur with protective properties. Um, the physical description of a Dobahart shoe resembles an otter, but it's said to be about five times larger and with a white pelt, black ear tips and a black cross on its back, though due to this murky waters it's said to reside in, its pelt may be portrayed as darker. I guess the wrong cryptid, though, so I'll drink to that. Okay, thank you. But the legend, Alex, since you're saying that it can't be true because it was about a woman being dead already, her name was supposedly Grace McLaughlin. Her husband supposedly heard her scream as she was washing clothes down at Glendale Loaf and came to her aid. When he got there, she was already dead. That's disgusting. Upon her bloody and mutilated body. 
The man killed the Dobarchu, stabbing it in the heart. As it died, it made a whistling noise, and, the, and its mate arose from the loft. Its mate chased the man, but, as, but after a long and bloody battle, he killed it as well. And now the monument of her headstone, found in Cornwall Cemetery in Glendale County, Latrim, uh, depicts a Dobarchu and is related to a tale of an attack on a local woman. The stone is claimed to be a headstone of a grave of a woman killed by the Dobarchu. So, there's facts. Big he facts. Yeah. <laughs> He's a monster because he killed the Pokemon. He didn't catch it. And he didn't force it to battle. All right, next. You ready? Yep. How are you doing in the chat? Are you on par with Bozer or are you winning like team? Real or fake? Arizona, 1986. A group of school-aged children accompanied by their teacher, Mr. Vic Schumann, were out by a salt quarry studying rocks when the earth began to shudder and witnesses claimed to have all seen a large worm-like creature 50 to 60 feet long emerge from the ground. The creature reportedly had many small spikes embedded in its skin with rows of hundreds of sharp teeth placed in a circular fashion. So I know this one's real, but I cannot remember what the name of this one is. Okay. D&D wise, it's just a purple worm. But I okay. I do know this is a real cryptid. Well, I'm a bit torn because I don't know if I saw it in a fever dream or I've seen it on the internet years ago, but I did make this up. Oh. I kind of made it up based off like a tremor. Okay. But I also don't have an extensive knowledge of every cryptid. So I was afraid <laughs> that I would accidentally make one up that resembled <laughs> something. And then I wouldn't know what to do, which is exactly what happened. I'll still drink. And I'll drink because I made up a real one. And also, this is disgusting, Bud Light. Don't make this again. <clears throat> wow, Bozer, you made it exist. Nice job. Thank you. I did create a monster. All right, keep it going. Real or fake? In 2002, a group of members of a whale research ship witnessed a creature as it surfaced near their ship off the Antarctic coast. Originally thinking it was a submarine, the crew went to take a closer look, but the submarine vanished into the waves. In 2010, it was seen again and described as described as a whale-like creature that has anatomical similarities to humans. The creature has a face with extremely large limbs. I'm going to go with this one's fake. There's not a lot of sightings of cryptids in the thousands because everything uh, technology has bloomed too much. So things get very quickly mm -hmm. disproven. Um, and it's the Antarctic coast, a humanoid creature. Yeah, I'm going with this one's fake. OK, OK, well, I can't stop my grin because you're drinking. Hmm. <laughs> The Ningen. I, I'm going to need some information on this thing. I've never heard of this. Not the dumbest thing you've ever seen. It looks like a tadpole. It does. So the Ningen. Um, in modern Japanese folklore since the mid 2000s, the Ningen is an aquatic humanoid whale like creature supposedly inhabiting the sub Antarctic oceans. Um, it also says it was invented by Japanese internet users, but I think that was added to Wikipedia. <laughs> I think that we're getting towards some creepy pasta. Perhaps. Um, but the history says the legend surrounding the Ningen began in 2002 on a 
forum post. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm drinking. Okay, okay, okay. I almost said it's three and three, but now we're getting into questionable cryptids. I just saw this. I was looking up a, big, uh, a bunch of them, and I saw this picture, and I couldn't not. I'm like, no. That's valid. I need the world to know about this. That's fair. I can't say I blame you on that one. And some of them, so many are like made up and drawn that you can't tell what's like a real drawing, what's like yeah. bullshit drawing. Okay. I don't know what the score is anymore, but. Technically three to three. Okay. Real or fake. In 1973, a child described being attacked by a creature having no less than three legs, grayish slimy skin, short claws, and reddish eyes. The creature apparently stamped on the boy's feet with its own three apparently clawed, foot-like appendages, tearing his tennis shoes to shreds. This sounds real. I think we're getting more towards Chupacabra-esque cryptids. Okay. But also at the same time, its description is weird, so I'm going to go with fake for this one. Well, you said real and you said fake. I'm fake is final answer. Uh, Final answer, fake. Cementing it. Well, then I think this one is an earned drink by me, by you. Oh, okay. I don't know this one. The Enfield Horror. Literally on my way home today, I was just like, I threw up some YouTube videos of cryptids and like I just randomly clicked this one. And I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. I've never heard of this. Um, It's called the Enfield Horror, and it took place in the 70s. In near the Enfield, uh, Illinois area. Oh, okay. So the Enfield horror is one of the absolute strangest creatures ever to be chronicled in a cryptozoological lore. Uh, the child described the being as having no less than three legs, grayish, slimy skin, short claws, reddish eyes. The creature apparently stamped on the boy's feet with its own three apparently clawed foot-like appendages, tearing his tennis shoes threads. Greg, crying hysterically, wasted no time scurrying away from the fiend and back into the relatively safety of his parents' house. Although young Greg's encounter was technically the first on record, the one that brought the creature to notoriety came just a half hour later when the Garrett's neighbor, one Henry McDaniel and his family, had their own face-to-face encounter with this unbelievable entity. Hmm. So in some stories, it's the neighbor. In some stories, it's the father of Greg that in like 1973 runs out and then also corroborates the story of seeing this small-ish, like four to five feet creature with three legs, tiny arms in the front, and big red pinkish eyes. It was the three legs. Like If you told me it had two legs, I would have gone real. But like you, most of the time, cryptids have some sense of you can correlate it to some type of creature. This thing really doesn't correlate to any creature that exists. No, and it it talks about it galloping away, and I, I was like, gallop with three legs? <laughs> but, like, one in the direct back, you know? Like, when you gallop, you kind of have to have this right-left. Yeah, right everything left about this one's one. a little weird. But um, in in one night, it attacked a child. It, it was shot several times by the boy's father or the neighbor, and then later ran off towards some um, railroad tracks. And then I think even if you look way back, like maybe 30 years prior to that, I think they they found documented some Hmm. evidence of this thing existing. But there's so little sightings of it. But adults saw it and they put it in the paper and it was on the radio. So 
Hey, that's like that's encrypted for it. That's encrypted. It um, checks all the boxes. A, a demented charmeleon, <laughs> escaped kangaroo, third leg is a tail. Um, the the closest relation I could see this guy on the YouTube video used was the aliens in World of Worlds. The new okay, world. okay, I could see that. Yeah, so that was very interesting. I figured for some reason I was like, I bet he's never heard of this. No, you got me on that one. You got me. Got him. All right, what a four to three. Uh, it's in your favor. Yep. Yes. Okay. Here we go. I think we got a couple more. Real or fake? A 17-year-old William or Bill Bartlett claimed that while driving on April 21st, 1977, he saw a large-eyed creature with tendril-like fingers and glowing eyes on the top of a broken stone wall. I'm picturing, like, Cthulhu-esque individuals. Cthulhu? Like an octopus man? Yeah, but I'm going to go with this one's fake. Um, what if I told you that it happened in Dover, Massachusetts? In Massachusetts. I can't think of any. I, Jersey Devil is the most East Coast cryptid I can think of. The Northeast really doesn't have a whole lot of cryptids to its name because the Jersey Devil travels so far. Mm -hmm. But also, and, it's got to be real because you pulled up an actual city and you're not quick enough on your feet to come up with a whole city and a state. I'm not. I don't know my geography that well because this is technically called the Dover Demon. Hmm. Have you heard of that one? I have not heard of that one. I thought if I originally in the description, it said Dover, Massachusetts. I was like, well, I got to cut Dover out. Because <laughs> if, that's, if he gets that, then he's going to know. But no, the Dover demon um, is a creature reportedly sighted in the town of Dover, Massachusetts, 21st of April, 1977. Um, like I said, it was a 17 year old boy saw it in a broken wall. Uh, and this 15 year old John Baxter reported seeing a similar creature on Miller Hill Road. The same evening, another 15-year-old boy, or 15-year-old, Abby Brabham, claimed to have seen the creature the following night in Springsteen Avenue. Now, it just seems like a bunch of kids are making shit up. The teenagers all drew sketches of an alleged creature. Uh, Bartlett wrote on his sketch, I, Bill Bartlett, swear on a stack of Bibles that I saw this creature. Doesn't sound like a lie at all. <laughs> teenagers never lie. Never. Why were you out late? Listen, mom, you're not going to believe this shit. But look what I came across on my way home. I was too terrified to cross its path. I wasn't out with Abby Brabham at all. According to the Boston Globe, the locations of the sightings plot on the map lay in a straight line over two miles. Some suggested that the creature may have been a foal or a moose calf. Police told the Associated Press that the creatures reported by the teenagers were probably nothing more than a school vacation hoax. Lots in the 1970s. Too many psychedelics. <laughs> yeah, these kids were on drugs, but. That's that's another one for me. The, yeah, five to, five to three, five to three, five to three. Yeah, damn. And I think that's all I had. Oh, started off so strong and then just went downhill so quick. I told you they got easy and then they got harder. Let's see if I can pull up any for you. 
See if I can okay. get to my Google Drive real quick. Google. Just some ones that you have documented? Yeah. How did you do in the chat? Would you be drunk as me right now? Or drunk as tea? A moose calf with the vines stuck on its hooves? Yeah, that's what I was, a foal or a moose. You don't often see them climbing a stone wall with tendrils for fingers. They're not like little billy goats. All right, let's let's go through some cool ones here while we still have a few minutes. All right, all right. All right, so the uh, first one we got is an adlet. It's a bloodthirsty creature based on Inuit mythology. They are known as the Erquigit, Erquigle, Erquigle, now I've butchered that enough. Uh-huh. Uh, resulted uh-huh. as the union between an Inuit woman and a giant dog. Uh, the woman gave birth to five dogs and five aldits. The upper half is believed to be human, while the lower half is canine. Well, the fact you're reading it off your phone. Oh, yeah. No, these are all going to be. This one isn't a quiz. This is just going to be some cool cryptids I oh. came across. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm just going to keep drinking that. Uh, then there's the Ahul or the Athol, which is a giant bat or possibly flying primate, uh, three to four uh, times the size of the flying fox. It's very territorial. It mostly eats fauna, but will attack humans. And where is that one located? Uh, that one was based in, I believe that one was a Philippines cryptid. How did you find all these? Uh, a lot, a lot of hours searching. Okay. Uh, there's the Bear Lake Monster in Utah. Uh, it's a 40-foot uh, long with short, powerful legs known uh, known to wait by the shores and grab its victim. It's grayish-green with the head of an alligator. Uh, the photos of it just make it look like a very, very old and oversized alligator. But, like, alligators are basically dinosaurs. Can we all uh, they, that? They, they existed during dinosaurs, so... How did they survive and nothing else did? Oh, uh, because they're lazy as fuck. They just chill. Uh, obviously, I brought up the the Beast of Busco, which is in Busco, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bigfoot, big obviously. The Binyup we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Champ we mentioned. El Chupacabra is a very popular one. Um, a goat, the I saw, goat I, sucker. I found some pictures of it, but it just seemed like a really like mangy dog uh definitely a possibility see dog i've seen some ugly dogs dog chew like you had mentioned uh-huh so that was one you had already looked up mm-hmm. uh then there's the amila nuko uh Nutoka, uh the elephant killer found in the congo uh ferocious and kills anything it encounters it's the size of an african bush elephant brown gray in color with a heavy tail and body similar to a a rhino but it may also be semi-aquatic semi-aquatic elephant killer uh you've got the philicoteris uh which is also known as the ayaya napa sea monster uh which is going to be more commonly known as the skilla out of the odyssey Uh, a friendly sea monster that has no reports of attacking anyone or anything but if you read Homer's rendition of it, the Skilla was very, very aggressive. I read most of the Odyssey, but in very small spurts. Some were like books, uh, spark notes. Some were real pages. So. <laughs> I, 
I can't remember what the Skilla was. Uh, the Skilla and Charybdis were the whirlpool and the sea monster that existed. Um, oh, in the bottom. Yep. That that one girl tied to a rock was fed to. Um, I think so. It's been a minute since I've brushed up on that lore. I just remember some painting. Uh, we've got the folk monster, also known as the Swamp Stalker of the Boggy Creek uh, in the south. Uh, it's in Arkansas. It's basically just another rendition of Sasquatch. Uh, but this okay. one is known to be a much more vicious and attacks humans often. Uh, we went over Frogman. Uh, there's the Hodag of Wisconsin. It's got the head of a frog, uh, the grinning face of a giant elephant, thick short legs set off of a huge uh, set off by huge claws, the back of a dinosaur, and a long tail with spears at the end. Yeah, that sounds made up. How do you have a frog head and an elephant face? You've got the Jersey Devil, uh, which has hooves, a snake tail, bat wings, and the head of a horse. The Kraken, obviously. The Leshy we discussed. Uh, there's the Lizard Man of the Scape or Swamp. Uh, is a Creek Tribe legend. Uh, the bipedal uh, hominid that is the size of the average man. Okay. Uh, one of my favorites is the Mabiquagari. It's an Amazonian shaman who discovered immortality, but was cursed by the gods and transformed into a giant sloth. Okay. Um, a very popular one is the Monkey Man of Delhi. Uh, he is known to go around and rob people. Mothman, obviously. Nessie, obviously. Wait, talk a little more about Mothman. Because that's one that, like, the movie came out in, like, 2000. And that's always been really interesting to me. Uh, so Mothman came out of West Virginia. Uh, he is more or less known as just a humanoid uh, moth. Um, he seems to be fairly passive, doesn't attack people very often. Uh, just the creature people kind of look up in the night sky and see the Mothman fly over with. But like, what's what's the? Uh, is there an origin of the Mothman, or just uh, like a creature that we've never been able to find? Haven't been able to find one. It's seven feet tall, has a fifteen foot wingspan, can fly up to a hundred miles an hour. I mean, there's there's got to be enough sightings to know how fast it can fly. Right? Uh, the Oklahoma octopus, like Lucas mentioned earlier, uh, it attacks and kills unsuspecting swimmers. It's the size of a horse and resembles an octopus. Long tentacles and leathery reddish brown skin. Okay. This is the creature I thought you were talking about. Uh, the Olgio uh, Kororkai, which is also known as the Mongolian Death Worm. Uh, it's two to five feet in length and shoots acid that corrodes anything it touches. Uh, it can uh, can also kill through an electric discharge. I actually almost put that on the list. That's what was in my head when you mentioned that earthworm. Because I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. the Owl Man, which is just similar to the Mothman, but an owl. Uh, he's based in England, though. Okay. Uh, Momo, uh, which is the Missouri Monster. Uh, again, it seems to be another one related to Sasquatch, uh, but a lot more poofy. Okay. Uh, Skinwalkers, which we did not go over very much. Uh, it's a Native American legend. Uh, it's uh, more popularly known as uh, where they were witches, uh, but they will steal 
skin and wear it and assume the identity or or the creature and become creature esque. Uh, but it still seems off. It doesn't. They can't quite get it right. Uh, you got the South Bay Bessie, which is just Nessie, but in Lake Erie. Uh, there's the Thunderbird, which is very, very old mythology from Native Americans. Um, then one of my favorites, the Van Meter Monster, based out of Iowa. It's a half-animal, half-human winged creature that shoots light from its forehead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, see, I know that you could keep going forever because you've done so much extensive research in cryptids and cryptozoology for your amazing book slash anime slash TTRPG module <laughs> that's soon to hit stores <laughs> near you. Um, but we are at, against the clock, so we're going to pull, pull it out from here. Um, I have learned so fucking much. That's what I'm here for. You did at home, did too. No, I'm not just bored, Clunes. I could keep talk about this all night long, but honestly, you get to a point where I... I don't have enough questions. Like, got, <laughs> I want to know more about this, 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 but we don't have enough time for me to even ask them all. Uh, but if you are enjoying this and you want to keep hanging out and with T and learn more about this, then do join the discord, um, throw up the command discord and get a link straight to our personal discord. And you'll be joined by a bunch of other geeks that like to geek out about cosplay, about anime, about role-playing games about video games about all the great things on this earth that make it worth living so come join hang out with our little fgbg fam and then hang out again with t on wednesday where he is painting what are you painting t uh we're not painting this week oh we're not we're assembling our big project we're cracking open our combat patrol box and we're going to start assembling these guys and last week you kind of came to uh, we created the lore for it fired. Yep, it's going to be FGBG theme, FGBG, yeah, F four geeks, five geeks, FGBG themed. Uh, so we've got our color schemed, um, and then eventually uh, we're going to have nameplates made for everybody, uh, and they're going to be tacked on. So all of our four geeks, five geeks community is going to be a part of this project. Amazing. Uh, so but I'm also going to be very drunk, so look out for the things that are going to fall out of my mouth. On his birthday, so you on my birthday, on his birthday. I'll be and, a whopping 27. And we'll add the uh, the drink channel rewards so that you can just keep him drunk all night long <laughs> while he like tries to aim for that paintbrush. Basically, basically. Don't worry, Clunge. We'll be back painting after that. And then Thursdays are, of course, our ongoing D&D campaign. Our mini campaign, which is actually coming to, to a conclusion. Show. We just recorded uh, this past weekend episode 12 um, two episodes 11 and 12 and you get to watch 11 on thursday so tune in we'll be live in the chat with you while you watch us in our shenanigans and with a pre-recorded D campaign and then next monday i'll be back Brack. Brack. i'll be back right here with our very own our favorite alec yellow on his own and i know that he geeks out with all of you, so please, I hope everybody, I hope it's the highest numbers we've ever had for a Geek Out Sesh next Monday for Alec, because he devotes his whole life to all of you, so come hang out with him and support him on his birthday. I'm going to share his first drink with him, 
live here on stream. And we're going to be doing a bunch of ridiculous stuff. Some stuff that might involve Code Lyoko because I love him and I hate myself. So, <laughs> um, that's it. That's your geek out sesh for this week. T, thanks again for joining. Happy me. to be here. I'm quickly trying to look for somebody for us to raid real quick. All right. While he gets that going, uh, all of you, I hope you join us again on Discord. And you can always find everything that we've done in the past on our YouTube or podcast. And you can find all those links at 4geeksbygeeks.live, as well as other things where you can get your merch and geek out loud with some of our technical difficulties merch. There's also... Which you experienced today. Today. I need, I'm need. i ordering something right after this because I need to wear it the next stream. Um, there's also the Sarangay merch that still is live. That means I love you in Korean in the most informal way possible formal way and any money that we get towards that all profits will go directly towards the stop aapi hate.org to just continue that amazing amazing organization we got somebody raid t we do all right well we're gonna hit it and uh until next time i am bozer i'm t and you just keep geeking out bye Bye. Bye. Outro, outro.